This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Excited for the guest. His name is Rich Brooks. He's got a new book out. He also has a podcast called the Agents of Change Podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about SEO and a little social media advertising on this podcast episode. If you haven't checked out Rich's podcast yet or haven't heard of it yet, go check it out. It's called the Agents of Change Podcast. Uh, Highly recommended. Rich is a local guy to me too, so I'm excited to have him on the show. And we don't talk a lot about SEO on on this podcast or on our live shows. So Rich is going to go over what exactly SEO is and how to use it in your local business because that's important because we're local business owners and we want to know how to advertise, whether that be on social media or with SEO in our website locally. You know, it's great to get fans on Instagram or wherever the platform you choose is, but you want to make sure that those are local fans that know how to find you and know what you do and how you do it. Before I get into today's episode, though, I just want to talk about Chow Now. This is our go-to online ordering app. The cool thing about Chow Now is that it's one flat monthly fee. No no percentage charges per order or per dollar or $2 per order like the other guys. This is one flat monthly fee and they give you all the data. You know, the email address for online ordering is just as important as the order itself. So if you're using one of those third-party sites and they're not giving you any data, all they're doing is giving you the order with the phone number or the address, it's not helping you out a tremendous amount because you have to keep going back to them over and over. Chow Now gives you the ability to get all of the data with one flat monthly fee. And they're going to hook you up with a cool demo if you're a smart pizza marketing listener. So head over to chownow.com forward slash SPM, or you can just shoot me an email if you want some more information on that. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. All right. Our mastermind group is open as well. If you want some more information on how to team up with, not necessarily team up with, but pick people's brains who are in the business just like you over and over again, going through the motions just like you are and figure out what what's working right now in the industry and what you can use and do and get your questions answered. You know, we all have questions and we all know figure out what's working today and what other people are doing to grow their businesses. And our mastermind group is a great spot for that. If you want some more information on our mastermind group, how to get involved with that, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. All right, stick around for the end of this podcast episode. A few announcements from the show and we're going to give you an update of what's coming up with our live shows and the future podcast episodes, because we have some really good ones coming up in the near future. But for now, let's just get into this podcast episode with Rich Brooks. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I'm excited for my guest today. His name is Rich Brooks, and he is the founder and president of Flight New Media, a web design and internet marketing company out of Portland, Maine, right in my area. He founded the annual conference and the podcast Agents of Change that focus on search, social, mobile, and more. He's also the author of the new book, The Lead Machine, The Small Business Guide to Digital Marketing that helps entrepreneurs and marketers reach their ideal audience online. Rich, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and joining me. Bruce, thanks so much for the invite. I appreciate it. So I often, I heard you on a few podcasts and you often mention pizzerias as kind of an example of, you know, tutorials as you're going through the podcast. So I said, you know, I'm going to get this guy on the phone. Maybe he knows a little bit about marketing for pizzerias. I can't say I have any insider knowledge. And in fact, my transcriptionist for my podcast always complains that I go to the same idea every time. But, you know, like when I'm thinking of local business, I think of pizza. It's it's very, very local. Like you have a pizzeria and you're in a local market and you try to reach the people who are in 
uh, your town and maybe the one or two towns that surround you. So it's definitely a local business that people think of that's, you know, everybody knows of. Absolutely. So Rich, how did you get into this internet marketing and, uh, starting your agency and everything you got going on with the podcast and your, and your conference? How did that all start? <laughs> all right. That could be like a 20 minute conversation right there. So I'll, I'll just try and hit the high points. Uh, about 20 years ago, I've been doing this for 20 years, wow. I was just, uh, you know, had started to kind of build websites on the side for the company I was working for and then just decided that um, they kind of said, oh, you're doing really well at this. They took me off the road. I was a traveling salesperson and put me in the office with uh, with a few people I didn't love. And so I decided to strike it out on my own and I started my own company. And I never thought that it would last very long. I figured it would last for a couple of years and then I would basically be supplanted by either programmers who learned to design or designers who learned to program. That never really happened. And I just kept on getting more and more business and ultimately moved from Jamaica Plain where I had been living when I started uh, up to Maine. And, uh, you know, got more and more clients and ultimately ended up hiring people. And that was the beginning of what became, you know, Flight New Media. And then on the other side of things, I've always liked to present. I like to stand up in front of an audience and share ideas. And I had noticed that there was a growing interest in social media. Me and a couple friends put on a conference for three years called Social Media FTW that, you know, grew pretty big. And then uh, after a while doing that, the band broke up and I rebooted with the name The Agents of Change because as much as I love social media, I realized that in looking at my stats and my clients' stats in Google Analytics that search was still driving the majority of new traffic. And uh, I've always liked search engine optimization. I find it really fascinating. And I was also noticing that mobile was becoming more and more important, but I just didn't find enough people talking about it. So that's why I decided to create the Agents of Change. And the agents, if you take a look at our logo or you take a look at our agents, uh, there's one for search, one for social, and one for mobile marketing. So that's the shorthand version of how I got to where I am today. And if you're not subscribed to Rich's podcast, I highly recommend it. We'll link it up in the show notes. It's a great podcast. Thank you. So now, is SEO for local businesses still something that you should be focusing on? Uh, Absolutely. You know, if you're a pizzeria and you're ignoring SEO, you're ignoring a lot of business. And there's a couple of different ways to look at this. I live in Portland, Maine. Obviously, we get a huge amount of tourist traffic during the warm months. Um, So people are coming in. They're on their smartphones. They have no idea what is the best pizza. And sure, they're probably going to go over and check Yelp out, but they might also just do a search. And you want to come up high for that search. So when you think about the search engine results page, There's probably three main sections that you need to be aware of if you're a pizzeria. The first one is what used to be the most important area um, and still is for certain searches, which is the organic results. You know, basically that's the meritocracy of, of Google searches. Those are the 10 big blue links. Right. And it's great to get listed in there and that's fantastic. But, you know, it's tough, especially if you're a local player and you don't have a big website. It's just tough to come up against, you know, people with a bigger budget, with more, with a marketing team, all that sort of stuff. The other area that you can really, that you really should focus on is what's called local search. And local search is often thought of primarily as that snack pack, as it's referred to in the business. Uh, The three listings that go along with a Google map. And basically, you know, you do a search for pizza and you get three three restaurants pop up and then maybe a link uh, to be able to see more. But few people are going to see more. They're just going to look at those top three. So it's critical 
if you own a pizza place, that you get into that snack pack or those top three listings. Um, and then the other critical piece would be in the paid ads. And nobody loves to buy ads, buy eyeballs, but the bottom line is if you know what your uh, lifetime customer value is and you can understand what your acquisition costs are for bringing in a new client, then you absolutely can determine how much you should be spending on something like Google Ads to get to the top of the search results. Because these days, and I'm sure you've seen this, when you're on a desktop, or actually when you're on mobile, it's single column. So the first thing you see is ads, the second thing you see is local, and the third thing you see is organic listings. And that's very true for pizza. Right. I totally agree with that. And when it comes to any kind of marketing nowadays, you need to spend a little bit of money. And I'm not sure if for the pizza industry... What do you think if – I had, if I had to ask you a question and say, hey, where do you think you should spend your money? Do you think you should spend your money if you're a pizzeria for social media advertising or SEO advertising or Google advertising? Which one would you think would be better? That's a fantastic question. And so what I would say is if I'm in a touristy area with um, – or, or any place where we're just going to get travelers and visitors who may not know the area, then you have to spend money on Google ads. And I would probably recommend on Yelp ads as well because you just want to get in front of people. People who don't know the area can't – you know, haven't thought about asking you know, the uh, bellman or whatever it is um, or somebody that they're visiting and they're just going to basically go with a recommendation from Google or Yelp. So definitely spend the money, get some visibility there. That's a no-brainer. If your business is primarily based on locals, then it might be slightly different. You want to just get people thinking about you. You want to show that you're a member of the community. And I think you're going to do that through uh, more of the Twitter ads, Facebook ads, uh, and Instagram ads to just kind of show that you're a regular presence in the community. I agree with that 100%. We do a ton of Facebook marketing and Instagram marketing for their clients that we work with in the pizza industry. Um, and the one thing that we are seeing is that if you do have a – a Facebook doesn't do a tremendous job of targeting people who go through your area. Uh, they do a great job of people who mm -hmm. live there or if they go to school there or if you can really nail down that demographic. But if you are a touristy town, Facebook isn't the best place to advertise. Yeah, and I don't know why – that feels like a missed opportunity on their part, but I've – I have experienced the same thing. They have to be working on something because they have the ability to target people with their phone of where they're located. I know they have oh, that absolutely. option in there. It says – but it says recently in this area, not necessarily they're in there now. Right. So I think that is a huge opportunity. Maybe they are working on that. Maybe they'll listen to the show and say, hey, we got to work on that. I think they are listening to the show. <laughs> um, the, the other question I get a lot of is – the website. Uh, how elaborate should I website be? You know, Domino's, which is one of the, the businesses or companies that the pizza industry focuses on, whether that be to copy what they're doing or to kind of see what they're doing, has really dominated the last year with uh, their online marketing platform, their social media advertising, and their website, like mobile optimization and how they order. Um, and I think in the pizza industry, especially, people want to copy that formula, but they spend tons of money and time and research on developing that. And I don't think it's something that we could do as a local business. So, you know, we don't have the funds or the resources to really do that. So what is the minimum thing that we could do with our website to make it kind of compete with that uh, on a budget? Yeah, that's that's tough because, you know, I've had people who come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, I want a website that's just like Amazon. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, OK, do you have $100 million a right. day? Because literally that's what it's going to cost you. Not literally, but figuratively. Right. But that's the same thing. It's like if you're a small – 
mom and pop style pizza place, if you only have a few uh, different stores, it's going to be impossible to duplicate what Domino's is doing, especially since Domino's is always innovating based on, you know, an article I just enjoyed reading a few weeks ago in, in Business Week. Um, what they're doing is fascinating and uh, it's it's very cool. There's no doubt about it. But of course, there are other ways, you, you know, you don't always compete with the with the uh, Goliath out there, you know, in the same way that they're that they're doing. So you want to come up with some other alternatives. Um, if you can, you know, depending on your budget, if you can set up something where people can place an order online, you know, that's obviously fast and you know very important. And the easier you make it, um, the better it is. And the more that you can pull people and, and save things. I mean, a lot of us eat the same pizza styles every time, especially if we're ordering for our kids. So to be able to save menu items and stuff like that and place the order, you just want to make sure that you are building it in such a way that it that order is definitely not going to get lost. Because if somebody's sitting around for 45 minutes and they call you and like, "Where's my pizza?" and you realize the order was never even made, you've lost a customer, right? Uh, or you know, or that they come to pick it up and it's not there. So. I would actually focus on making sure that you can support whatever technology you're going to invest in. And you probably know better than me what kind of out-of-the-box um, plugins and tools there are that any any pizza place could put onto their website, you know, the standard tools uh, better than I would. Uh, I'm sure there are some tools out there that, that can be used. And I'm sure they're going to continue to come down in price and improve in functionality as companies, as the big companies like Domino's start to kind of establish what's to be expected on a pizza website. Yeah, I think sometimes we overthink it a little, especially with the small business. We think we need to have all of these things on our website. When in reality, all your customer really wants is who, who are you? How do I get a hold of you? And how do I order if I really want to? Right. That's kind of yeah. it, for, especially for a local pizzeria. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like a lot of the companies that I work with, because obviously I work with with a wide variety of companies, you know, it, it's a content play, which is meaning you just want to create as much content as possible. I don't know that it would be easy to just create an, in an incredible amount of content around pizza or if that's your best bet. You know, you want to focus on having a great experience for the customer, but I don't know that they necessarily need to hear the history of pizza or all this sort of stuff. If there is some content you want to share because, you know, you're a farm-to-table type experience and you want to do information on all the different farms you work with, you know, that's great. You know, um, those kind of things can definitely be helpful. But I don't think that you need to have, you know, the latest bells and whistles necessarily to pull in more people. I think this is definitely more about word of mouth, being part of the community, and making sure you have a minimum amount of visibility. And like I said, if you think about those three areas of the search engine homepage, I'd really focus on the paid ads and getting into that snack pack as being the things that's really going to impact the number of people who are going to be picking up the phone. Is there anything that you can do to get into that snack pack? There are a number of things and, and there's websites out there and if you Google it, you'll find it. But, but you know, just some of the highlights is you want to make sure that your name, address and phone number are consistent across the web, the NAP information, NAP. And there's a tool that we use all the time here at Flight, uh, Moz, which basically allows us to find out where are the like if somebody's listed, like we put in their business information, we put in their zip code, and then we get a report card back on how they're doing. And then it's a matter of making sure that you fix all the bad listings. You know, maybe you've moved or maybe you had two different places and one closed or maybe somebody put in the wrong address somewhere along the line in a database and now there's two versions of you. You want to do what's called a claim and cleanse. 
So that kind of, you know, focuses in on all of the different locations. Maybe it's one, maybe it's multiple locations. You want to make sure that everything is identical, the phone number, the street address. And that sounds like obvious, but if you abbreviate street ST period in one place and just ST in another and then write out street in a third, that actually dilutes your visibility in some of these local searches. So huh. that's why a tool like Moz or Yext is another one, although we, we tend to use Moz, will help you kind of claim your listing and really improve it. And once you've claimed it, once you've proven that you are the owner of that spot, then there's more stuff you can do, like upload, depending on the place, uploading photos, improving your description, um, that sort of stuff. So very valuable. And then there's other things. I mean, it does unfortunately make an impact on exactly where in the city you're located, although that seems to be less important. Like it used to be better if you were in the middle of a city rather than on the edge. Google seems to have less interest in that these days, uh, which is good because it really kind of is unfortunate if you happen to be the nearest pizza place to somebody and yet you don't get as much love from the search engines just because you happen to be on the outskirts of town where they are. So, um, and you know, just, you know, things like that are, are, are important in terms of doing that. L- reviews as well, getting reviews at Yelp and Google also can help too. You're not supposed to ask for a review on Yelp, although you can tell people to find us there. Right. And then also in Google, you can ask. So if somebody says something amazing about you, you might just want to say, hey, would you mind, you know, doing a search for us on Google? And then when our little listing comes up on the right-hand side, you know, go ahead and leave a review. So I wouldn't like have a hundred different customers do it on the same day, but you know, maybe just a couple times a month asking for it. If somebody says you really went above and beyond on a specific order or your pizza was just absolutely exceptional or the service was, you know, beyond reproach. Now you're not supposed to ask for reviews on Yelp, but if someone emails you a review, can you ask them to go put that on Yelp or is that against the rules too? It's against the rules. Um, I don't know that there are Yelp police out there tracking you down, but, you know, I think it's a matter of, you know, you might just say, oh, you know, have you seen our other reviews on Yelp? You know, because we love reviews. Wink, wink. That might be in that kind of gray area right there. With a couple winks after. Exactly. Yeah, we do that with our winky emoji. (laughs) We do do that with our with our customers for email. Like, we'll we always send out emails because ordering online is huge in the pizza industry. And when people order online, you get their email address. So following up with email is really important. And we always tell them to follow up, ask how it was, and then make sure that it's personal. And then when they reply to you, just kind of forward them to wherever you want them to go lead that leave that review. Right. And I'm and I'm sure in your industry, Yelp is one of the bigger drivers of traffic or more important. But, you know, so is Google. And remember that a lot of people are just going to do a Google search and not necessarily use Yelp. Yeah, this industry has a love-hate relationship with Yelp. Every industry that I know of has a love-hate relationship (laughs) with Yelp. And I know one of the local Yelp uh, representatives, and she's a good person. But I've definitely also dealt with people who are just completely frustrated with it. So it's same thing. I just just did a conference for the wedding industry, and they have a love-hate relationship with The Knot and WeddingWire. It's Uh, just one of those things. Is Facebook reviews, are those important at all when it comes to SEO? I don't think it probably impacts SEO at all. I, I'm guessing in part because of the relationship between or uh, between um, Google and Facebook, but I definitely think getting reviews on Facebook is important because you know again this whole idea of being part of the community, sharing things, you know you're always going to get somebody who had a bad pizza experience, and so to address those issues right off the bat and make sure you're getting some positive reviews on Facebook can definitely make a difference, and also responding to people when they leave a comment on or ask a question on Facebook is also important. Again, not from an SEO standpoint, but from a social media standpoint. 
Yeah, I'm glad you clarified the SEO thing because I think a lot of people in this business know what SEO or they've heard that term before, but they have no clue what it entails. Oh, okay. You know, like, so obviously optimizing your website for the search engine optimization, making sure that you're doing the things that Google and to a lesser degree Bing care about to make sure that they deliver the best possible traffic to you. Right. Like they, they've heard the term SEO and you say, what is SEO? I have no idea. <laughs> but now they know. Now, now they know. So going, moving to Facebook, do you think that's the number one platform for small businesses right now? No, I hate Facebook. Um, <laughs> honestly, like outside Facebook ads are great. Yes. Uh, but as far as small businesses in, in, in pizza specifically, I just, I think it's a necessary evil more than anything else. Um, I think that you should be on Facebook because everybody's on Facebook and people may want to communicate with you on Facebook. But, you know, five years ago when you posted something to Facebook and 80% of your fans or more would see that, great. Now with, you know, people averaging one to 3%, I'm just not sure of the value compared to other things. You know, if you're looking at return on investment, some people say, well, it's free. Well, it's not free. Like to craft a really good post that's going to get any level of engagement takes time and energy. And from my experience in the restaurant industry and I actually did deliver Domino's uh, during college, um, (laughs) I know that you're incredibly busy. Right? There's no free time at all. So, and sometimes it's actually less expensive to pay for ads than it is to try and create a really awesome post. Now, that being said, if I worked in a pizza place, I would be taking photos and posting them, you know, to Twitter, to, uh, to Instagram. I'd probably be using the Instagram stories. I might now that Facebook stories has just become a thing. I might play around with Facebook stories as well. I would be experimenting as long as there's somebody in my company who likes to experiment and we have the, the flexibility, uh, to, to give them that opportunity. But in terms of just like, Making Facebook a major part of your marketing, at least from the organic standpoint, I just don't see the ROI right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. We actually do a lot of Facebook advertising for clients for pizza specific. And we tell them, listen, if you're not willing to spend money on that post, it's not worth posting. Yeah. You know, if you're not willing to put 5 or $10 behind that post, don't even bother because you're the right. Re- the, way, the way that I would use Facebook organic and just to be to clear – to clarify for anybody listening, so we're talking about paid Facebook. So that's when you boost it, uh, a post, or you ad- advertise. You know, that's one thing. And, and I'm a big proponent. I think that their targeting is insanely creepy, which means powerful. Um, <laughs> and then there's the organic Facebook, which is like you post something and you hope for the best. There is a place for organic posting. And again, this comes down to showing that you're a member of the community. It is a small group of people that will go check out your page. But for those who do, to see that you are doing that uh, charitable giving thing on Wednesday or that you um, sponsored a road race or whatever it is, or you just got like this brand new pizza. I mean, I'd always be creating novelty pizzas just for the sake of doing it. I'd create a, you know, a Mother's Day pizza and a, uh, a Fourth of July pizza and whatever else I could. And I'd be featuring it those days just to kind of get some visibility around it. But I don't necessarily, I wouldn't expect a lot out of it, but I would want to show that I am here in the community. I'm supporting local charities. I'm supporting the good, you know, and, and that I think does make a difference. We've seen too, that when you do spend a little money up front, especially we get a lot of clients that say, Hey, I want to start doing Facebook. And you look at their page, they have 17 fans, which is fine. You got to start somewhere, but it's 2017, you know, 17 fans is a little (laughs) bit low. Um, once you spend a little money in the beginning to build up that audience and build that engagement, we do see a little bit more of an organic reach down the line. Interesting. Interesting. But you got to spend some money in order to build that in the beginning. I don't know why that right. is, but those 
those fans that you have later on that are seeing it organic, those are your true fans because they're really checking your page. That means they've checked your page often enough where Facebook says, hey, take a look at this. I might also consider doing some sort of user-generated content on Facebook and also on any of the social media platforms, coming up with a campaign that gets people to post uh, a pizza to Facebook for chances of winning something. You know, something like that where a person is posting where it doesn't have that, you know, that algorithm hurting them where they just post it and then they're being entered to win something. You know, they use, you know, they, they tag you in it and they use a certain hashtag maybe or something like that. I could see running a campaign like that to get more visibility. Yeah. I, those, and even that I'd probably tie into a charitable give anyway so it doesn't look like I'm just trying to sell more dough. <laughs> right. Do you think that every small – what do you say to the small business who doesn't have time? Do you think every small business needs some sort of – I don't want to say social media manager, but let's just say it for plain terms. Social media manager to manage the social networks for them? You know, the as you grow in size, you do need somebody to take that over. You know, it's easy when it's just maybe you and a couple of employees and you're running it or you give it to somebody. You don't really need to manage it. But, you know, we've seen so many social media horror stories. And just today, as I was flipping through the news feed, I saw like two or three companies that had pulled ads because maybe they didn't come across saying what they thought they were going to say. Um, Pepsi just had a, a snafu and I forget the other company that's, you know, said something about like purity is white or whatever, you know, all these sort of things that they probably never thought were going to go wrong and then they blew up. And right. so to have somebody managing that and paying attention to the tone, I think that can definitely be valuable. And maybe if you're really worried about this, then you shouldn't be on social media unless you have that kind of support, whether it's through an internal person or whether through it's an external uh, resource that you can rely on. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. You do need to be monitoring those constantly because you never know what could happen. What about Twitter? There's a big controversy on the show here because I think that Twitter – I use Twitter. I love Twitter myself. But um, this show goes out nationally, so the audience is much larger and broader than a small local business in one specific town. And uh, we just haven't seen too many people be able to gain some traction on Twitter nowadays as compared to maybe two or three or four years ago for a local business. What do you think about that? Right. I love Twitter just like you do, but it is not what it used to be. Um, And it's tougher to get noticed and it's tougher to actually hear people. Like I remember back in the day when Twitter was just getting started and there were, there was a guy locally who ran a, a Mexican restaurant and he would basically jump on a couple times a day and say, okay, well, you know, it's a little slow here. So if you come by and mention Twitter, 10% off your bill. And he would get people who would literally walk away from their desk and come down to the restaurant at that point. I just think the novelty of that is over. So it's a little bit more difficult to do that sort of thing. Um, I probably, again, try thinking about Twitter ads. I'm guessing that a lot of people on Twitter, you know, they may be a little bit more technically savvy, which in my mind always makes me think of people eating pizza at their desk all day long. <laughs> so, you know, there is that, um, you know, that might be something worth playing around with. I don't know. The other day I was speaking and the woman from Constant Contact said, Rich, what would you say to somebody just getting started on how they should get started on Twitter? And I said, I probably wouldn't tell them to get started on Twitter. Like that's <laughs> as much as I love it. I don't necessarily know that from a business standpoint, that's where I want you. You know, I, I could see that, you know, a pizza place might be able to tweet out some discount code or something like that to see what level of engagement there is. Or if they still have tweet ups in your neck of the woods that you might sponsor something like that to get involved and get visible in the Twitter community. But there's just so much better engagement on Facebook, even though I just complained about engagement on Facebook, (laughs) that it's just tough. And it's just another site to be at. So if you love Twitter, 
use it because you're probably going to be good at it. But if you don't love Twitter and you don't enjoy it and you don't understand it and you just are hooking up your Facebook posts to also post on Twitter, just stop. Please. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's annoying to everybody on there. It makes you come across as being tone deaf. You don't have to be on Twitter to survive. You don't have to be on social media to survive. The bottom line is no matter how good you are at social media, if your pizza is terrible, people aren't coming back. Right. So really focus on your recipes. Social media should be a distant second. Exactly. Thank you so much for just clarifying that with Twitter and the whole pizza thing because we always tell people who call us, say, listen, we don't make a good – we don't make a bad business good. We could make a good business great though. All we're going to do is expose your business for what it is, whether that be good or bad. Like you said, right. if you have a bad Social pizza – Social media is an accelerant. Exactly. So if you have bad pizza, it will just get the word out there faster. <laughs> exactly. Um, Rich, let's talk about your new book, The Lead Machine. How, what made you come up with – I was wanted to write a book, but I, uh, there's the one problem. I'm really bad at writing. I love to write. So that part was actually easy. People were telling me like, oh my God, it's like birth a baby. It's like the most, I wish I'd never had to go through it. You know, I did not find that at all. I love writing. I already had close to 2000 blog posts under my belt. So that part was easy. But at the same time, it had just been on my list since 2010. And every year I just kept on pushing it off and pushing it off until I finally just realized like for my own sake, for my speaking career, for my business flight, new media, it just made sense to have a book out there. And I basically took what I've learned over 20 years about how to develop uh, effective marketing campaigns online and and put it into a book because I know a lot of people do like still the physical aspect of the book, although it's available on Kindle too. And try to come up with, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like I said, I've worked with hundreds, hundreds of businesses, probably talked to over a thousand businesses over the years. And they're all different and they're all unique. And yet at the same time, there's this framework that I've shown works for almost all of them. And that's really the framework for the book. And it's this idea of the bare essentials of digital marketing. And bare stands for build, attract, retain, and evaluate. So build is about building a platform that's going to help turn prospects into customers. Uh, Attract is how do we get them there in the first place. Retain is how do we stay in contact with them after they left the website. And E is for evaluate. And basically how and what should we measure and what story is it telling us. So, And this is specific for small businesses. This is. I mean obviously small to medium-sized business. It's basically written for the people who do not have a ginormous marketing team and unlimited budget. You know, this is what I've learned. You know, I run a small company. There's eight of us here in the office. And, uh, you know, I've had to learn how to market with not unlimited funds. You li- you just mentioned – you just listed every single person listening to this right now. <laughs> Good. Well, hopefully they'll they'll find some value in my book if they pick it up. And where can they go find that? Uh, it's available at Amazon. It is available in some local bookstores. But when I say local bookstores, I mean local to me. Um, but definitely on Amazon. And, um, you know, we can certainly give away a free chapter so people can have a taste, you know, basically giving away a slice so you guys can decide if the whole pie is worth it. Cool. And that's at theagentsofchange.com forward slash SPM. You got it. Excellent, Rich. Where can uh, people find you on the web or on Twitter if they want to go say hello or thank you uh, for coming on the show today? Sure. I am the Rich Brooks on Twitter and every other social media platform. So I am pretty easy to find. I do spend most of my day on Twitter, despite my complaints about it. So I'm easy to find there. And then if they're interested in uh, some agency work, they can find me at takeflight, F-L-Y-T-E dot com. And if people like this sort of stuff and they like digital marketing, they can come check out either the podcast or the conference, The Agents of Change 
com. And we'll link everything up for the show notes over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Just type Rich in the search bar, and that'll come up. Rich, thank you so much for taking the time out. That was a ton of great information. Bruce, I hope people uh, took took it uh, in stride, and, and they didn't feel overwhelmed, and they start putting some of this stuff into action. We won't Thanks hold so any, much for your time. We won't hold anything against you for working at Domino's. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> well, thanks to Rich for coming on the show today, joining us, giving us some great information about SEO for local businesses and social media advertising for local businesses. That was great information. Go check out Rich's podcast, The Agents of Change. That'll be linked up in the show notes. Type in Rich in the search bar over at smartpizzamarketing.com. You can find all of that information over there. A few housekeeping things before we wrap up the show. Don't forget we do our live shows on Tuesday nights. And if you're not on our email list, you're really missing out. We give tons of valuable information uh, once a week. We curate the best news articles and information that you need to know to run a successful restaurant or pizzeria. And we do that all in one simple email. You can find that at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, our mastermind group is opening again. Go over to smartpizzamarketing.com to find some more information about that. And our new program with Our Town America. This is a new mover program. I'm not a huge fan of direct mail, but this kind of direct mail I am. This is a new mover program where they target people who have just recently moved into your area and they eat and they mail them a gift certificate to come into your business. The good thing about Our Town is that they have data to know exactly where these people are moving to, and they'll get them before they make their buying decisions in your area. And then when they do visit your restaurant, they have a great system for follow-up. A lot of these places just give out a coupon, and then that's it. Our Town gives you a great program to follow up with these people as well, and you can actually see how often they're coming into your restaurant. So if you want some more information about that, we put up a whole webpage over at smartpizzamarketing.com. It's smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Our Town. And Susan is our representative for there. She's our go-to person over at Our Town. And her information is on there as well, her email address and her phone number. But I highly recommend you go give them a try. And the cool thing about this is you can start out with just 10 or 20. It doesn't matter. And they're zip code exclusive. So it's definitely a package I highly recommend. Okay. Follow us on Twitter. I am at Irving Meteor on Twitter. Come say hello. Don't forget to like smartpizzamarketing.com and facebook.com forward slash smartpizzamarketing. And then Snapchat. You know, I'm still using Snapchat, Smart Pizza Tips over on Snapchat, and Instagram, Smart Pizza Marketing. And don't forget, if you have a question you want answered on a future live show, you can shoot me an email personally, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. I super appreciate you doing that. All the emails that I received from you saying thanks for the show. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show and you know, help and grow this great community. So appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode.